Welcome to the 1K Mom Podcast. I'm your host, Katie Fleming, and this is a podcast all about showing you how to make money from home while you are raising kids and building your business. This is a show where we will talk about the mindset, the strategy, and the tactics on how you can begin to monetize your brilliance. Moms. Today on the podcast, we have Stacey Ogden. She is the founder and owner of the Busy Mom Collective. Through her podcast of the same name and working one-on-one with clients, she helps working moms and mompreneurs master their schedules, own their time, and conquer their out-of-control to-do lists. She lives in Western Connecticut with her husband, seven-year-old daughter, and German Shepherd puppy, where she teaches middle school music and runs a local chapter of Business Among Moms. Guys, I'm so excited to share her with you today. Stacy. thank you for joining us. How are you? Great, Katie. Thanks for having me. How are you? Doing really good. I'm so excited to hear all about this because we're going to talk about how to kind of start at a brain dump and manage, make a to-do list. Yes, and exactly. I love brain dumps. <laughs> sometimes it's hard to organize all of that stuff from a brain dump, so I'm super interested in hearing how you do that and your tactics. So before we get into that, will you go ahead and take me through um, a little bit of how you started your journey on in business? Oh my gosh. Um, it has been a winding road. <laughs> um, I actually started in direct sales four years ago and um, I was horrible at it. Just awful. Just, it was not a good fit. It was not the right company. It was not it didn't fit my personality. It was just bad. The whole thing was bad. And, um, after spending a lot of stupid money trying to make it work, um, the last thing I tried as the last ditch effort was I actually started a blog to help start to kind of get the word out there about my business, which, um, again, failed miserably as a blog to get the word out there about my business, but my family started following it as a way to keep in touch with, myself and my daughter and my husband. Um, and so it sort of took off that way. And then I wrote a post about, um, putting in a play area in our yard and my family started sharing it with other people and other people started following the blog. So it started to be this thing, like kind of took on a life of its own, which is thankful because again, I was horrible at direct sales. So I just, I had let that go a while ago, but I just kept up the blog cause it was fun. So that was like three years ago that I started to get serious about that. And then um, last summer, I was actually training for the Avon 39, which um, if you guys don't know, is a 39.3 mile walk um, to raise money for breast cancer research. And so it requires a lot of training. Um, and if you guys could see the picture right now, you'd see that I am not the person that you would expect to walk 39.3 miles. Um, but it was a really amazing experience. And besides the fact that I got to listen to a gajillion podcasts while I was walking, um, you know, I really started thinking about where I wanted to go and how I wanted to spend my time. Um, and it really hit me that I had much more time available to me than I thought I did. So that's where the idea about really intentionally spending my time sort of came from. And I said, you know what, if I'm having this problem, there have got to be other moms out there who have this problem as well with 
managing this crazy to-do list where it always feels like you're behind. And um, so the Busy Mom Collective was born. I love it. And I love that you're serving working moms as well as the moms that work from home, uh, mompreneurs, own your own business kind of thing. I love that. And so my next question is, how did you come to figure out and recognize that expertise? You know, um, as someone who has um, a family and a full-time job and a blog and a husband who I help with his business, I just realized that time was my most precious gift. And the fact that a lot of people were asking me, how do you do it all? Um, And some of it was just plain prayer. Um, But... (laughs) But a lot of it is just good management of my time and really delegating um, what needs to be done and really setting goals for myself and trying not to let things slip through the cracks. Yeah. Yeah. So why a brain dump? Why is that your like preferred method to start? It's just my natural way of doing things. And I think a lot of people do that. And you know, I know that some people do it daily. I prefer to do it weekly just because daily gets a little overwhelming. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's just a way to get things out of your head. Cause we all know we go to sleep and you can't stop. The brain just keeps on going and you're thinking about this and I could have done this and I didn't do this and I have to do this. And I find for me that the doing a brain dump really gets that process to halt. So mm-hmm. I can say, okay, I know that I have these things to do. I have this list of stuff I've got to do, but I can just get it out of my head. And then I don't have to just constantly think about it all the time. Yeah. So is it something you recommend that we do nightly, like maybe a Sunday night or is it a sun or is it a Monday morning kind of thing? I recommend either Friday afternoon, if you are like a full-time work from home person or Sunday kind of afternoon, evening, to plan for your week. I love it. So if you don't mind, take me through your weekly planning session, what that looks like. Yeah, sure. It's um, sometime on Sunday because we have a very flexible schedule because my husband also has his own business and he's, you know, taking clients when he can take clients. So um, sometime on Sunday when I can get half an hour, when he can take my daughter, um, there's a time I'll just sit down in my little office And I just get it all out of my head. Now, I will say for people who are thinking, oh my gosh, but I thought of something on Wednesday. I'm never going to remember it by the time I get to Sunday. I have a voice recorder on my phone. So part of my brain dump is actually, I, you know, if I think of something important on Wednesday, I record a note. And then on Sunday, part of my brain dump is getting all those notes off my phone. That's brilliant. So that's also part of it. So I sit down and I get it all out of my head. And then I start to think about all the other things, um, you know, what's going on in my daughter's life, what's going on in my husband's life, and get all those down as well. And it takes a good, I say that's the biggest chunk of my 30 minutes is actually just getting everything out. Because you want to sit for a minute after you've done that process and actually think and give yourself space to think, hmm, am I really done or am I going to come back tomorrow and think, oh, shoot, I should have put that on the list and I didn't. So you want to really give yourself the time and space to do that. If it's your first couple times, 30 minutes to go through the whole process might not be enough. Yeah. So. 
So if it's not on the list, if you get to Wednesday and you realize you forgot to put something on the list, do you have like a discipline in place where you don't let yourself get sidetracked by that? <laughs> yeah, it's hard. So it, I know it, I would be like, whoa, squirrel. Hello. I know, right? <laughs> Shiny object syndrome. And yeah, it depends on the thing. You know, obviously we're moms, things come up, you know, yeah. things that we didn't plan for, things that we just forgot about because, you know, sometimes we drop the ball. But for the most part, most of the things that we deal with in our lives are not true emergencies and they can wait. So if you can get into the habit of not dealing with those things that come up and constantly putting out fires, if you can just put the note on your phone so that you won't forget it next week, that I find is a much better way to deal with things because then you have the time and space to deal with emergencies that do come up like real emergencies. You have to, you know, go pick up your kid from school because they got sick or, you know, a parent needs your help or, you know, you get in a car accident or any of those things that can happen at any time. You can handle those things as they come because you're not dealing with fake fires. Right. I love that fake fires. But (laughs) I mean, especially when we're dealing with websites as solopreneurs, like, uh, creating a new opt-in before you know it, I'm already like reconfiguring my convert kit when it's not on my list. You know what I mean? Like we just, all this stuff that's not actually producing any income, but it's just keeping us stinking busy yes. and stressed. Yes. So I love this process and I'm definitely going to be um, letting you know how it goes once I do my first session. Yes. Awesome. I hope you do. Yeah. So, okay. We've got our big brain dump. We've given ourselves space to think what's next. So the next step is to think about your 10 must do items for the week. And it should not be any more than 10. And I know. (laughs) (laughs) All right. How do we define must do? These are like the biggest, what does that mean? Yeah. These are things like the sky is going to fall down if these things don't get done. Right. So, you know, Friday is daughter, your daughter's purple day at school. So you absolutely must wash the purple shirt before Friday. Like that, the sky will fall down if it doesn't happen. (laughs) At least if your daughter's anything like mine. (laughs) So that's a sort of must do. Or you have a deadline for a client. That's a must do. So anything that literally has a very specific deadline of that week or anything, like I said, that the sky is just going to fall down if it doesn't happen. Those are your must do's. Okay. Yeah. Then there's the next category of should do's. Okay. Which is where more things kind of fall into place more easily. Those are the things that you really should do this week. It's going to be annoying. It's going to be a problem. It's going to be, um, you know, it's just going to put more stress on you next week if these 10 things don't get done. So there's 10 must do's and 10 should do's. Right. Then the last category is everything else. All those other little things. Now I will say that for mompreneurs, especially I would recommend a fourth category and that is like your big dreams future, because we always have those ideas in your head. I don't know about you, but I'm constantly thinking about what can I do next and where can I go and who can I help? And, And, you know, we can't get those ideas out of our head either. And we have to have a place to put them. So if we have like a big dreams journal or a big dreams Trello board or something like that, where we can put those things that really don't go on our to-do list. They're just those like, oh, I would love that ideas. You know, you can go back and check in with them because they're all in one place. 
but they're not taking up brain space and they're not taking up time on your to-do list anymore. I love that because I mean, when we're creators and, and big dreamers, like it can become overwhelming where you've like changed your plan every week. This week I'm starting a YouTube channel this week. I'm doing this. And oh my gosh, and your husband's freaking out. Like, wait, I thought you just started a podcast. I know, <laughs> you know? And, <laughs> and so like having a place for those dreams to kind of sit and incubate, I think it's brilliant because you can just, there may be a better time six months down the line where, Oh my gosh, now the YouTube channel makes sense. And you can kind of pull that out and revisit it. Yeah. Um, and that's yeah. what I love Trello for. I like that. That's really yeah. brilliant. Perfect. So what's next? Well, that's really your list is. How do you divide thing. that throughout the week? Well, then that's when you look at your schedule. That's okay. when you pull out your calendar. So you've got your list, you've got your must-dos, you've got your should-dos, and then you've got everything else, right? So obviously the first thing you're going to schedule into your week is your must-dos. And if you look at your week, and we're talking moms are on duty 24-7. So we're, I tend to look Monday through Sunday, mm-hmm. and that's when I schedule things. And, I, you know, I try not to schedule a whole bunch on the weekends, um, but sometimes life happens. You know, there's an extra long dance rehearsal on Thursday, so I couldn't get my thing for Thursday done, so I've got to do it on Saturday. So you pull out the calendar and you, you know, most of us have a billion things already scheduled in our calendar. So looking at what's already in your week, where do those must do's fit in? Where are you going to have time to, if your priority this week is to really, um, schedule out the next month's worth of emails to your list, then where are you going to have a good chunk of time? However long that's going to take you for me for an email. A month's worth of email. Oh God. <laughs> Emails are not my favorite thing. Yeah. So I need a good solid two hours to get through that and really ooh, crank them out. Um, or probably a little half hours because I can't stand it. <laughs> so do you, when we make our list of must do's and should do's, are we putting like amount of time that it would take on it? That's that list. You. Some people work really well that way. And some people don't like some people see that time limit as like, okay, but I spent two hours on it and I, I only gave myself an hour and a half and they freak out about that. So if, if that's the way that your brain works and that's going to help you, then yes, totally like put it in a time block on your calendar. I think it would help like procrastinators like me. I wait till the last minute to do something. So I think that might, yeah. might help. <laughs> Yep. So for me, I have like a list of, of five priorities for each day and some of them stay blank on a given day because I know I can't get more than three done. So, Mm -hmm. you know, I have my planner, it's got five priorities and it's got my, it's got, they call it a follow do list. It's going to like follow up slash to do. Um, and that's sort of how I run my day. So I don't put them in specific times because I'm more of a, okay, I know it needs to get done. I have time right now. So now I'm going to do it. But yeah. to go back to something you said before, that's one of the things that helps me keep from going after those fake fires is that when I see my list of priorities, things to do for that day, say, you know what, if I do this right now, I'm not going to be able to do this. And this is my priority. So I'm just going to make my little recording or I'm going to put it on my list and I'm going to worry about it at next week's brain dump. I love it. 
So the voice recorder, do you have an Apple iPhone? Is that what you use? What do I you have, do? um, I have an Android phone, but really think about any, apps. Yeah. Any free voice recorder will do like mine is totally, it's literally called voice recorder. <laughs> yeah. So, yeah. I mean, any free voice recorder, don't pay for it. It's ridiculous. Yeah. Um, I'm also thinking, I feel like Evernote has a voice recording function within their notes. They probably do. So I may yeah. do that. And I think Google does too. Oh, cool. Yeah. I actually use my voice recorder too when I'm listening to podcasts. I'll keep it on in another window and I'll just pause the podcast and I'll make a note about something and it'll go into my brain dump. So for the next week. I love it. Yeah. I love my voice recorder. I don't know what I would do without it. <laughs> I love it. So do you have like a monthly, um, do you do anything monthly to kind of recap where you've been the last month versus where you want to go the next month? I don't have a specific process, but I do find that I kind of go through the same thing. Um, You know, I look at the month as a whole. I look at what I was able to accomplish and what I was not able to accomplish. And some months are just busier than others, Mm -hmm. just naturally. Um, You know, I'm a teacher, so June is like insane. So I know that in June, I'm not going to be able to get a whole heck of a lot done. So... um, Oh, my family just got home. If you can hear stomping in the background. <laughs> no worries. I recorded a podcast yesterday and my husband like opened the pantry halfway through. You totally can hear it. Like, <laughs> yeah. yeah. Actually, my daughter just stuck her head in the door and I was like, shoot, shoot. Um, yeah. <clears throat> so anyway, to get back to your question. Um, yeah. So the, each month has to be different. So I can't really compare one month to the last month. Um, you know, and then July comes along and I'm basically a full-time entrepreneur. So it's a very unique situation, but I do recommend taking some time at the end of every month and really re-examining, um, what worked, what didn't work and kind of fine tuning your system based on what works for you. Yeah. 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 So those things like blocking out time as opposed to not blocking out time and just listing your priorities, that would be one of those things that you can figure out as you go, what works for you. So as far as like household duties, I mean, as a mother, we've got laundry, we've got lunches to make. Is that making our list at all? Or is that just, are you just lumping that into a, it's got to be done kind of thing? Yeah, I tend to list things only that are unique. So something in particular, like my daughter's purple shirt that has to be washed, that would make the list only because it's unique. It's not something that I would have to do every single time. We normally do laundry. I I say we, my husband, I'm very lucky, does the laundry. (laughs) Um, And he just kind of does it willy nilly whenever he has time, he throws in a load. And, but for that, I would need to make that a must do. So things that have to happen every day, like I don't put on my schedule, make dinner. Or make lunches, but you would put, take class snacks if you have a specific class day that you have to take snacks. Exactly. You've got it. Got it. Yep. Got it. Cool. Well, I love this and I'm going to try this. If any of our listeners try this, definitely message me on Instagram and let me know. And I will make sure we let Stacy know as well, because this is brilliant. Yes. Yes. I'm very excited. This is like... One of those things that I've been fine tuning for a while now, and and it's finally to a point where I can share it. So yeah. I'm very excited. Then the other thing, we've got that last list, right, of things that just are there. You know, like take the cl- the take the car to the car wash and whatnot. And what I like to do is, depending on how busy I am that week, is I'll give myself half an hour a day or sixty minutes a day, depending, 
and just see what I can do on that list. And that's it. And I can kind of prioritize them. You know, last week I had, um, you know, book the hotel room for my nephew's wedding on my list, like all five days until Friday, I finally had time on my list to get to it. So, you know, it wasn't an emergency. It wasn't anything that had to happen on any specific day, but it was just on the list. So I finally in that half an hour block got to cross it off, which was nice. Yeah. So are you keeping these in like one big list and just kind of carrying that with your planner or do they all go in every day and you just move them over if they don't happen? Yeah, I just carry, I move it over every day. My planner is actually two pages. Um, For a day? The the planner I use is called 90X. So it's a 90 day planner. Um, And then, yeah, it's two pages for each day, which was a little intimidating at first, but, um, but yeah, I'll just carry it over to the next day, which is also a nice little nudge because if I'm not getting to that item, like booking the hotel room and I have to rewrite it five times, it's like, Okay. Um, I'm just going to do this because I'm sick of writing it. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, I know right before we moved, you know, there's so many things that come with moving, like set up the water, cancel the old water, set up the internet, all this stuff. And like, I'm the kind of person that does better in batching. So like for me to sit down for two hours and just do all of these administrative, ridiculous, stupid tasks mm-hmm. that have to be done, right. but are so annoying, just, it works better. <laughs> So if I go back to that day in my planner, you've got all the account numbers and all of the things for all the people. It's kind of crazy. (laughs) Yes. And it's crazy how organized you get as a mom, like as an entrepreneur, it's like insane. I thought I was organized before, but this takes it to a whole other level. And you've got to find your groove because I, I even think back to my childhood. My mom had this just a simple little notebook that every day got a new page and she'd just scribble out in her scribbly handwriting that nobody can read but her like what she's got to do and she cross them off and I mean it worked she got a ton yeah. of stuff done I yeah. look back in well, hindsight I'm like mom got a bunch of stuff done I know right <laughs> <laughs> and that's one of the things I like about having good old-fashioned pen and paper is that there's just something really like it makes you feel good to cross stuff off your list, like physically cross it off. I do not get the same satisfaction when I check things off my digital grocery list. Yeah. This does not make me feel as happy. <laughs> so. Asana, Asana tries to with their little flying unicorn thing, but there's still right. nothing like crossing off. You know, yeah. it's funny. My husband, he's not typically a list maker until he gets, until there's too much in his head and then he starts to make a list. Right. And what's funny is, is he'll sometimes write things he's already done and then cross them off and I'll catch them. <laughs> and I think it's hilarious. What do you just do? Before. <laughs> I do it too. But it's just funny when our like, husbands get on the whole organizing train too. I know. I know. I'm totally guilty of that though. I love it. Yeah. Well, if you're listening to the podcast and you hear a lawnmower, that's because somebody is mowing the lawn outside my house. I'm very sorry. We can't soundproof everything. <laughs> oh, kids, lawnmowers, air conditioning. Yeah. It's all, what are you going to do? Good. It's life. It's all oh, good. And there's my dog barking. I love it. German Shepherd, right? Mm-hmm. It's so fun. Well, okay. So right before we get into like the final bit with questions that we ask every mom on the show. Uh, is there anything else you need to tell us about this whole brain dump list method? You know, what I would say is give yourself time to find your system. Like these basic steps of just getting it out of your head, prioritizing everything, and then shuffling it into your calendar. It can take some time to get used to. Um, 
You know, it's one of those systems that the first couple times you do it, it feels almost like you're wasting time because, oh, I could have accomplished like these three things on my list. But when you get into the process and you get to that point where um, it becomes habit, it really starts to flow and you can see the difference in how much you can do in your week. So I know when you first start it, it feels a little awkward and it feels like you're taking time that you don't have because we're all so crazy busy, but it really does make a difference in how productive you are during the course of a week. Oh, that's so good. I love it. Alrighty. Well, are you ready for those final four questions? I am. All right. So first one, what is one mom or business owner hack that you have to help others manage motherhood and business well? Oh gosh, a good planner. You need a good planner. Um, I've never heard of 90X. I'm going to go look that up because I'm a planner junkie. (laughs) There there again. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I love my 90X. I just started using it. I, I am a planner junkie too, but it is it's fabulous. I like that it's goal focused, but it's also to-do list focused. I've never found one that's had that balance before. So a good planner that fits your lifestyle is a must. Yeah. And don't be afraid to spend a pretty penny on them. You know, the first time I bought, I bought an Emily Lay planner, the simplified planner. And my husband was like, 50 something dollars. Are you crazy? I'm like, honey, let's just take a moment and realize how many planners I bought last year because none of them were the right one. Exactly. You add all that up. It was way more than 50 something dollars. Yes. Planners are like shoes. They are worth spending money on because you're going to get what you pay for. Exactly. Yes. (laughs) He's on board now that I only buy one planner a year, but there you go. It used to be insane. (laughs) Well, if you could do all of this all over again, whether you want to take that in the motherhood or the business perspective, what would be something you'd tell yourself or start with? Um, I think I would have to tell myself to trust myself more. You know, when I first started out, um, because I started out with a complete and utter failure (laughs) with my direct sales, I think it took a lot of time for me to trust myself and really trust my instincts because that first time I wasn't listening to my instincts. So that's probably the only thing that I would change. Like I, the fact that I failed so badly first time out really shaped how I see things in business and they shaped, um, a lot of how I spend money and I'm much more, um, I won't say frugal, but I'm, I'm much more disciplined with my money now because I went through that first experience, but definitely, it shook my ego and it shook my self-confidence. So I would definitely go back and say, just trust that you know what you're doing. hundred percent. I love that. All right. So what is your favorite app, software or system that you would recommend right now? Other than my voice recorder, which yes. I cannot live without. Um, my favorite app that I am in all the time is Trello. I love my Trello boards. I've got, you know, the ones that Dana shared on the boss mom podcast. I've got my ones for visibility. I've got everything for my show notes for the podcast. Like I really, I don't know what I would do without Trello to keep me organized. That's awesome. And it's pretty. It is so pretty. <laughs> I love colors. <laughs> All right. So what is the best book that you've read and what is one you're looking forward to reading soon? Okay. So the best book I've read would have to be built to sell. Um, I really just finished it and I'm going to start again 
because um, I feel like when I first started it, I was kind of like, yeah, whatever. It's another business book. But um, going back through the story, it's, it's really amazing about building a business that can run without you so that someday when you want to retire or you want to move on to something else, you don't just have to let it go. You can sell it to somebody else. So, um, and also, so you can go on vacation without, Hello. <laughs> yeah, without your laptop. I can't even imagine. Novel idea. <laughs> so I, that's the one that I just read that I'm, I'm really loving right now. Um, and the other one that I'm looking forward to is called the balance myth. Ooh, I've not heard of that. Yeah. The balance myth. Um, I forget who it's by. I can get that to you though, but it's about the fact that there is no such thing as balance, that you are constantly going to be favoring one thing over another and that's okay. Yeah. 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 I a hundred percent agree with that. And I think as mothers, we want balance. We want that mythical thing, but right. it just it doesn't exist. It's, <laughs> I not know, real. it's like a unicorn. <laughs> yeah. Balance. You're yeah. pretty, but you're not real. Hmm. Yeah. <laughs> I, know. I feel like we're all going after the, the, the mythical unicorn of balance, but we end up like in Despicable Me 3 where she ends up with a goat instead with one horn. <laughs> so I have not okay. gotten into those movies because my girls are little. They're four and two, but I'm sure you've watched that many times with your daughter. Yes. My daughter is a huge fan of Gru. She wants her next birthday party to be Gru themed. So I don't know where we're going to come up with a bunch of black decorations. Oh, goodness. <laughs> You'll figure it out. Well, okay. So tell the audience, tell everybody how we can connect with you and hear what you're doing next and what's going on in your world. Yeah. So you can find me at busymomcollective.com. Um, I also have a Facebook page of the same name. Um, but the best place to connect with me would be in my private Facebook group, which is also busy mom collective. And, you know, we're in there, um, multiple times a day. There's nice interaction in there. It's a really nice group of, um, of women in there, uh, very intimate and very, um, open to sharing things. So it's been a really exciting thing to see that group sort of develop over the last six months or so. I love it. Um, well, I just interviewed actually this week a Facebook group owner about creating engaged Facebook groups. And I just love it when you've, I mean, you're, you've got an engaged group and that's huge. So yeah. congratulations. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, I think engagement comes from being engaged. So yeah, that's what I'm trying. Awesome. <laughs> so far it's working. I love it. Well, thank you so much for joining us today. This has been so much fun. Tactics and strategy are the things that I absolutely love. And this is super tactical. So I hope that the moms listening will take advantage of all the wisdom you shared and make their own brain dump and, and uh, categorize all of their to-dos. Yes, I hope so too. Thanks so much, Katie. I had fun. Thanks for joining us on today's episode. If you loved this show, help me spread the word to all your other mama friends by taking a screenshot of the show today and posting it to your Instagram stories. Don't forget to tag me at Katie Fleming and let me know what you love. I'd love to feature you on my stories as well when you do that. So if you have not joined our community, go to 1kmomtribe.com. This is a free Facebook community of women who are getting it done in their business and in their family. See you inside.